Welcome to the McYetton Fries Movie Podcast. Hello, welcome. My name is Gavin. And I'm Ian. And today we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. That's right. I know what you're thinking. Wow, we're in there really quick with this one. Well, someone, <laughs> someone was in Singapore. That's right. And doesn't it's, like Skype. It's entirely my fault. Look, we, we, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. I would have done it. But like, if you had suggested it, I would have done it. But yeah. you never suggested it. I wasn't getting much sleep. That's right. So don't make this all about <laughs> me. It's not entirely my fault. For once, it's not all about Gavin. <laughs> it's very rarely all about Gavin. Trust me. <laughs> Before we get to our review, um, we'd like to shout out to our sponsors. We are sponsored, as always, by greenroom136.com. Makers of uh, urban carry gear for the modern man or woman. That's right. That's right. These are basically kick-ass backpacks that are, you know, you can get varying levels of weatherproofing and they're great for cameras and um, fucking iPads and PCs and all that stuff. They have different multiple sizes. They even got down to wallets and things like that or little side keeps there for little bits and pieces that you want to keep on your uh, waist at all times. That's right. Proudly a Malaysian discovery. Yes. Made, handmade in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed for life. Uh, I want like makers of bags like the Junk Monkey, which is kind of like a DJ bag, but it's awesome. Handmade in Malaysia by a whole workshop of underage Filipinos, Indians, and uh, Somalians. Don't do that. <laughs> We're not Bill Burr. Okay. We're not <laughs> Bill Burr. We can't rag on the sponsors. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, there's no, there's no workshops. Yeah, we're not, we're not going. We can't start making fun of me undies. We're not Bill Burr. There's, there's no workshops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my lame attempt at humor. So, if you would like to check out their bags, go to greenroom136.com, and if you go there and you see something you'd like, use the discount code MacYap10. That's MacYap10, and my name is MC, not MAC. My name is uh, Yap, Y-A-P. Yeah, and then 10 is the other guy who sits in the car. He's a sound guy. That's right, that's right. <laughs> 10, 10. Shut up, Just 10. 10, for fuck's sake. 10! <laughs> Say something, man. Do we need another take? Do we need another take, 10? Like, was... How's the levels, 10? Was the, was the cup chai in the way? Is everything all right? It's not Henry 10. <laughs> <laughs> Audio guy. He's always getting fucked. You know, it's like, cut, that's great, let's move on. Uh, Audio's not so good, boss. Oh, Audio not very good. Can we do one more? Do one more. <laughs> one for safety. Audio, audio's great. We love you guys. We love you guys. Yeah. It's just that when, when we're on a schedule, you're always the motherfucker with your hand up going, can we do another one? <laughs> so check out greenroom136.com. That's right, that's right. Let's move on Segway. to let's move on to our review spoiler cast. Okay, this is a spoiler cast. There'll be yeah, spoilers from at, the off. At this point, we just assume that you've seen the movie. So and if you haven't seen the movie, do not off. listen. Yeah, turn off now. Do not listen to this podcast. The movie's been out for a couple of weeks. We're just gonna go straight into it. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm tempted. Whenever we say that, we usually say X dies, but that's not a good way to start the review. Yeah, it's not a good way to start the review. I mean, we but, start with the, the first movie. I like the first movie a lot. It was a beautiful surprise. It was a beautiful. I mean, you know, it, I've been hearing that a lot lately about how, what a surprise the first one was, and I guess for a lot of people it was. But for me, I was always really looking forward to the film. Yeah. When they announced that they were doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Are this, you an old school Guardians fan? I mean. I wasn't super familiar, but I was familiar enough to get excited about it because... It Do you was know like, who Twi- Charlie 27 is? No. Oh, okay. 
I mean, it's very possible that I had read a book that featured Charlie 27, but the thing is, is that when it comes to reading, I don't really retain much shit. Huh. I've, there's a lot of stuff about comics that I've already read. That's, and, why, you, that's, why, you get, that's why you get your lines when you're acting by, via the Matrix. Exactly. They just plug into the back of your head. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, like, I know if I don't remember this shit, I'm going to make an ass of myself on stage, and that helps me remember it. But when, but when I read you, comics... Had you, gotten, had you read, like, Annihilation Conquest or something like that maybe beforehand? I had. You had, okay. Because yeah. that's yes. where they came from. Because yeah. Yeah. I did an article on this that no one's published yet, so that's yeah. weird. You know, and I was familiar with the more sort of updated version of who they were. Yeah, the 2008 version, which was, uh, I think, Dan Abnett and someone else, they, they took together a load of different characters they had in yeah. the Marvel cosmic universe yeah. and just threw them together, and it worked. So um, I was a lot more familiar with that incarnation of the Gardens of the Galaxy. But but what excited me about it was... It was James like, Gunn? You know, that too, but it was before they announced the director. Just when they announced, we're going to make Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, that was a big deal because yeah. it showed like that Marvel now has enough clout that they can finally start doing some of these C-tier characters. And Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy pretty much... Before, they were F-tier before. Before the movie, nobody really gave a shit about Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. But what I loved about it was just the lineup. This is crazy. You got Star-Lord, you got Gamora, Drax... Groot, I was a massive Groot and Rocket Raccoon fan. Yeah. I had read the um the, the old Rocket Raccoon uh, miniseries. Andy Andy Dwyer. Andy Dwyer. <laughs> Burt Macklin. Burt Macklin is fucking Star Lord. How could you not get excited about that? Yeah. You know, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, he's gonna have to lose some weight. You know, but even shit you man, got ripped. Shit man, you know, like even if he played it as Andy Dwyer, I would have been fine yeah, with it. Andy Dwyer in space is a genius yeah. idea. If Bert, which is kind of what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's play, he's basically playing a less, you know, like a more accomplished version of Burt Macklin. Yeah. And it's like, I just kept, oh, I would have given anything, like in, in any part of the movie, just for him to be like, Star-Lord, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which you kind of got with when he says, when, when um, Jimon Hansu says, like, Star-Lord, and he's like, who finally? <laughs> exactly. You do get little bits and pieces of it. But, everything that was announced after that, like who is directing it, yeah. James Gunn, perfect. Icing on the cake. Icing on the cake. Yeah, you know, James Gunn gone from making things like Sliver and uh, what was the Super one? Super. Uh, super. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie about the people trying to get a green card? Uh, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, you know, green card? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, first one, great, great, fun, fun summer movie. And, and, I, and it, what was great about it and it's also what's great about the sequel is that it doesn't feel the need to be a slave to the rest of the cinematic uh, Marvel Universe yeah. where you're you know, you're trying to connect the dots with everything. You know, that was the problem with a lot of the sequels. Like, particularly Iron Man 2 really suffered from this, where it was basically an extended commercial for the Avengers. Yeah. And, and a little bit, I think, and Thor The Dark World suffered a little bit from having to fit in the Aether, whereas it looks like uh, Taika Waititi is having a ball of a time with yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And I think it looks like there will be an Infinity Stone in that, but there's no Infinity Stone in this, which I think frees them up to do what they want to do. The Infinity Stone thing with the Infinity Gauntlet and all that has been going through so many movies now that I, even I'm fucking confused about like who has what. And who, you know. The only one that's missing, I think, is the Soul Gem, and I believe that Hell might, Hela might have that for Ragnarok. Right, 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 right. So this, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, obviously, first one did... A shit ton of business so naturally there was going to be another one yeah i don't think there was ever any doubt that there was going to be another one and i i thought this movie was shit loads of fun oh it's incredibly it's fun. it's it's probably one of the i mean next to uh, civil war probably the best marvel sequel oh you reckon i reckon i mean because because it doesn't it, it doesn't rely on the trappings of any other, of any of the other marvel movies yeah. it is its own thing and it goes all over the place 
it in does. a great way. It does, and it really—it's one of the only Marvel pro- Marvel uh, you know movie properties that really just focuses on that team, yeah, and doesn't really try to interconnect to any of the other shit that's going on. It exists in, in its own world, and because yep. of that, it's not—it's not sort of you know weighed down by you know the any of the other characters there, as as all of the other Marvel movies have been. Yeah, there are five post-credit sequences, and none of them set up anything for Infinity War, which is great. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, like that whole thing about Adam Warlock. Well, I think they've said Adam's not going to be in Infinity War. Feige came out and said it. Oh, yeah, he did? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been keeping track on, on that. Uh, but enough time, enough time has gone by. Yondu dies. Yondu dies. <laughs> Three uses that one. <laughs> and Rooker has a, a beautiful arc in this, you know, and they retrofit. I mean, I don't know if they retrofit, but they make things in the first movie better. Like the whole thing is like, I was going to eat you, boy. These, these boys never eaten Terran before. <laughs> And he's like, they weren't, they weren't ever going to eat you. I was trying to scare you, boy. <laughs> and he has that perfect yeah. line. There's, there's multiple perfect lines that uh, he gives Rooker because Rooker's his mate. I think I saw, I follow him on Twitter and Instagram, James Gunn. Uh-huh. And there was just before the movie came out, there was Yondu eating fondue. Oh, really? And like Rooker in real life, just like, I think he's, he takes style tips from um, Walter White. Oh, does he? Yeah, he just has like a, you know, a, <laughs> as, a, you, as you do. A nice shirt, a blazer, and a little pork pie hat. And he's just like dipping the, the fondue and, and the, the, the cheese in the fondue. He's like, mm, oh, that's good. Mm, mm, mm. Look at his fingers. You know what? I wouldn't mind like a, a reboot of Breaking Bad with, yeah. with fucking Michael Rooker. He's fucking great. And it's, it's even better when you consider he's acting through like inches of blue paint, weird teeth, and a giant fin on his head. Yep. Like, how does that work? I mean, you, the weight of that thing alone on your head must like throw you off. No, I mean, it's really a testament to how awesome an actor. Michael Rupp have his day in the sun like this. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> I'm, I'm Mary Poppins! <laughs> this is a genius moment. Star-Lord just says he's flying through the air in his arrow, which is cool. Again, very cool use of the arrow. And he's just like, well, we're, you're we're like not, Mary, we're Poppins. Talk Who's too, Mary Poppins. We're not going to talk too much about plot. Oh, again, we'll get there. We'll just wander ag- in and again, out. Again, we figure you've already seen it. I don't know, we'll wander. But he's like, you know, you look like just like Mary Poppins. Is Mary Poppins, is he cool? Yeah, he's yeah, cool. He's, he's cool. like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> And, and I was like, and I think when I saw it in the cinema, I mean, there probably was like a bunch of other Marvel fans there, but I was the only one who sort of squealed, audibly squealed when Howard the Duck turned up. Oh yeah, of course. I, I was, was expecting. Like, I was like sitting there watching it, thinking, Gavin's gonna fucking love like, it. I fucking love Howard the Duck. I was like, yes. I'd you love know, to say I the can... Watchers turn up, and you're like, yes. holy shit. Uh, we, I mean, I think what for Star Wars, they did an article on like. Easter eggs that I spotted that very soon got overshadowed by Slash Film because I don't know they get access they get a, 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 they don't see the movie six times or with notes or even I'm taking notes and I miss shit mm-hmm. the whole scene with them jumping from place to place yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a gonzo scene with yeah. their faces going yeah, yeah, weird yeah, 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 it reminds yeah. me of like inner space or something it is yeah. it is it is it is a lot like it's very Joe Dante that, yeah like that whole, that whole and they're section. like you know you can't do a hundred hundred jumps and their faces going weird that scene is probably littered with absolute like gems all the way through and we're never you're gonna have to pause on the blu-ray to get that yeah um but i someone else i think i can't remember i either read the review or heard the review maybe it was slash film podcast as well and they were talking about like just the way they introduce yondu and the ravagers and they're on a planet and everyone's outside like with their tongues out licking snow yeah and it's, just, it's a cool little thing and you've got shirtless rooker there doing his belt up after having sexy times with the sexy times robot yeah and that's just a great little intro and then stallone, stallone turns, turns up. up and i mean even listening to other podcasts, they didn't quite get it. But like, I had to. I, I wrote an article on the members over the years, the various members. Like Kitty Pride's been in there. Yeah. She's never going to show up in the movies. Yeah. The Thing has been in the Guardians of the Galaxy for a little bit recently. Recently, yeah. But looking back, so Stallone plays. Uh, basically, it's Starhawk. Yeah. Himself and his wife become, but they've they've, re- they've revamped the characters. 
Yondu exists in the original 1969 comics. Yeah, in the original Guardians of the Galaxy, Yondu was a member. Because the original... And he had a, and he had a bow and arrow, so his... He would so, fire so, an arrow, and then he would whistle, and it would move. Yeah, 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 but he had, like, an actual bow, so, like... And he had the, an actual hair mohawk, I think. That's well. right. So, like, so the arrow that he whistles is, is an homage to his but original But I think bow and arrow. they're in Marvel 619 or 691 or something like that, which is a alternate 31st century. Welcome to comics. Yeah. <laughs> and... This, that is character how, was, this is how we sucker you into Rooker's buying so many fucking books. Rooker's character was so popular from the first movie that they put the blue version, the modern version, into the comics mm-hmm. and retrofitted as, oh, he's the great-grandfather of Yondu from the original comics. Right, right. And I've, I've heard multiple people read, the, there was a 90s reboot as well, and multiple people have read that. Mm-hmm. So there is a, the, one of the post credit scenes is Stallone. The silver character, did you know that's Michael Rosenbaum? Yes, I did notice that. So yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. and then Michelle Yeoh turns Michelle up. Michelle Yeoh turns up, which and got a lot of laughs at, at this, yeah. you know, as it would, you know. Yeah, and because um, she turns up before that, but she's in the credit sequence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ving Rhames is there as Cherry yeah. Twenty Seven. Yeah, there's yeah. a few others. I didn't recognize. I don't know who the robot head is, but they've since said the robot head voice was Miley Cyrus. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they've recast them instead of being, you know, fighting against the Badoon, which is their, their deal in the comic, they've recast them now as Ravager groups, which uh-huh. is very, very cool. It's a nice way of doing it. And just it, it ties things together nicely. We have old and new all put together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the send off that Yondu gets, I mean, the thing that really sort of sets this apart is the emotional core of the story. Yeah. Like the emotional core of the story, I think, is probably the strongest one yet. Again, you know, it comes, you know, like the, the Civil War sort of uh, conflict between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. But this one really sort of hits home. It's, it deals with a lot of issues, you know, father-son relationship. And it, it handles it really, really well. And not just, a... not just, you know, and it's a, it's a sort of a three-way kind of like father-son, father-daughter thing. Because you've got the whole thing with Ego, Kurt Russell, and Chris, and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, you've got the whole thing with Yondu, Yondu and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. And again, his other and line, apart from Mary Poppins, is the line he says about, like, he may have been your father, father but, but I was your daddy. But he was, I was your daddy. I was yeah. your daddy. It's a great and line. That's fantastic. But, but you also have the... Uh, the sister relationship with Gamora and Nebula yeah. and uh, their relationship with Thanos. Yeah, because Gamora's on... Nebula's fixing herself after being horribly hurt thing yeah. never gets less creepy. Yeah, it's, just, it's so... It's fucked up. No, I was watching going like... Because it's kind of cool the first one, but the second, she gets kind of pretty fucked up in the second one and it's like, oh, as soon as click back into place and her face and that the jaw thing really bugs me out. And the and the, the thing that's quite funny, I, I, I think I read this... It was either in Collider or uh, or Slash Film that I read this. The way that Nebula and Gamora talk about Thanos. Yeah. You know, like the conflict that they have as sort of uh, adopted sisters. Yeah. Is all connected. It all goes back to Thanos. And the conversations that they have about Thanos actually make, finally makes Thanos come across as some crazy fucking guy that yeah, you yeah. need to be scared of. He used um, to make them fight all the time. You know, time. it's like all of the other movies that have tried to, that have kind of set up Thanos. You haven't really seen Thanos do shit. Yeah, he sits in a chair. He sits in a chair. That's yeah. pretty much his thing. And and it's through the conversations with Nebula and uh, Gamora that you finally really get a sense of how just twisted, twisted and bad he twisted is. Twisted, how fucked up that he actually is. Because in the first movie, she's an interesting design. Yeah. In the second movie, she's, a character. she's like that because of all the times she lost to Gamora and she, Thanos would take something from her and replace it with robot parts and that is a horrifying thing to do to anybody yeah because he was like trying to make a better like yeah. trying, so, oh you didn't win this time well let's upgrade this and yeah. you might and win Gamora has time. some of that as well because even I think it said the, the Nova Corsa in the first one that you know she's got extra parts and when she's outside the suit rockets like her enhancements will keep her alive a bit longer yeah 
Because I rewatched it. I rewatched the original a while ago. Uh, this film also introduces Mantis. He was a fun character. He's a fun character, but what's really fun is the dynamic she has with Drax. Drax. Yeah, she's like the, the other point of Drax. <laughs> she's almost she's she's been raised by ego. She's almost as naive as he is, and the two of them play off each other. They I mean, play off each other really, really. Drax well. is finished with his dark timeline or his dark, yeah. his brooding dark past now. Now he's, he's just, just like a one liner machine. He's just a one liner machine. Just one sort of. One. <laughs> uh, he's like he tells her she's hideous, and she's like she's a hot lady, she's and hot. then and then at the end was like, no, you're not hideous. You're beautiful. On the inside. On the inside. <laughs> and uh, that moment, it's ruined a bit in the trailer, but when he, she gets knocked out, like, he has that moment of like, yeah, yeah. look out! Look out! <laughs> like, after. Guys, I tried. But then, he very sweetly picks her up and does a lot to get her out of there. He yeah. carries her out of there and yeah. has a nice moment with that. Um, we got to say as well, it seems to be in Disney's, I mean, Disney are just working towards replacing all actors. All actors. With synthespians. Because uh, the sequence in the beginning with, the young Kurt Russell and James Gunn has said in interviews that they went they used the used cars era nice <laughs> like they, they went through all of his movies and they decided that the used cars era was the perfect one was the perfect one he's driving like a, a Pontiac T-Bird Firebird I know, right I know. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like holy fuck it looks like him yeah he's getting his booty on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with everyone and he put in the, in the everyone pre- but even in the present He's still grinning all the fucking time because he's fucking Kurt Russell. He's Kurt Russell. He's just grinning his way throughout this movie because yeah. he's like, God, you know, I'm fucking Kurt and Russell. He's fucking, <laughs> and like fucking, fucking looking glass. Best fucking song I know. ever. I know, I know, I know. The soundtrack. Okay, so I think I pulled the list, but I like Mr. Blue Sky. I've always liked Mr. Blue Sky. I think uh, Divine, I was at a gig. Divine Comedy always finished with a cover and they finished with Mr. Blue Sky one time and it was a great cover. He had like a, a mini orchestra with him. Yep. And it's that kind of thing where... I'm writing a piece about trailers fucking up movies and stuff like that. And Marvel always do perfect where they show you bits in the beginning. Yeah. You know, and we the, the, the big giant space demon thing they fight at the beginning. Um, it's the beginning of the movie, so it's yeah. great. And well, then... I mean, the one thing that all of the Marvel movies have done brilliantly is their marketing is excellent. Yeah, yeah no, excellent. I was looking back through them because... They, they know exactly what to give away and what not to give away. I was looking back at the Ultron trailer. Uh, the teaser trailer, and yeah. at the end of that, it has like the pan across the, the, uh, where Steve Rogers, like, where they're all fucked yeah, up. I, Steve... I thought it was all of them, but it's, it's just Steve Rogers' shield is the one you see in the trailer, in the yeah. teaser trailer, and yeah. they're gonna build on that. And it's like you fucking motherfuckers. <clears throat> no, but but also, I mean, famously, like Iron Man three, mm-hmm. where they set up Mandarin, the way they set up Mandarin. Mm. I mean, I won't say like just in case there's someone out there who hasn't seen Fuck Iron it. Man. 3. You won't see me coming. Yes, <laughs> and then he just turns out to be like oh. Kevin from Manchester. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> is the footy on? <laughs> It's brilliant. And that the real villain is Guy <clears throat> Pierce. The real villain was supposed to be Rebecca it Hall. Oh, it was Guy Pierce. It was Guy Pierce. But yeah. the, the real villain was supposed to be Rebecca Hall, and yeah. then they got cold feet. They didn't want the villain to be a woman, whatever. Yeah. You know, what yeah. have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Mantis was fun and hot. Um I think thinking back in I think Bradley Cooper doesn't get enough kudos. I mean, Bradley Cooper and Sean Gunn together making the rocket. Rocket yeah. in this movie has he, he's fun in the first one, but he does have that edge of darkness to him. Yeah. Like there is like, you know, he's kicking dirt or like he, the fight scene in the bar. <laughs> she called me a rum. Like it's yeah. such anger behind that. And in this you get a little bit of that where the the, the thing that sets certain things in motion is Rocket just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like just stealing exactly. some crap and that sets in power. It's like it's like and yeah, Drax, I mean, Drax again says like maybe the Raptors because he stole their batteries he's like Drax is like oh no he didn't steal anything no but it's like when they're walking away from those guys and he's like you think they'll miss this and Drax is just ha 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 Dave Bautista does the best laugh yeah um, what are they called the people they steal from uh, the Sovereign the Sovereign that's right um, Elizabeth uh, the Becky. B- the Becky who plays Aisha the, uh, the leader of the Sovereigns she is 
She's she's lovely. I yeah, love, I and, love her. And, I love her. And and she looks great. Like I she's forgotten. all gold. Yeah, I, forgot, I didn't realize that was the girl from the Man from Uncle. Yeah, she's yeah, great yeah. in that as and well. And she's also she's in she's in Everest as well. Like every movie she's in, she looks different. Who was she? What was she in Everest? She was uh, the girl at camp. Like uh, not not on not, the radio. Yeah, yeah. Not Emily Watson, the the younger one. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. No, because I because I, I, it's one that I haven't recognized her, and having done the research. No, every movie she's in, she looks different. Aisha in the comics is the counterpart to Adam Warlock. So Adam Warlock yeah. was created on Earth in the comics yeah. as a perfect being yes. and by some whereas, assholes. Whereas, and the perfect being is like your assholes, fuck yes. off. Whereas in this one, it's being created because the Guardians of the Galaxy fucking double yeah. crossed them. and piss her off. And, and they also have an '80s arcade for their uh, drone flying. Stuff. That's right. The noises they have yeah, are all yeah, like yeah, Saxon yeah, yeah. and fucking Gradius and stuff. It's fantastic. It's great. Um. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, I think, just like this, they add so much more to his character. He is a really nice, the, the relationship to him and Rooker. Yeah, is really nice. Really nice the way they build that up. And he's like, I used to be like you. Yeah. That moment is, is really well earned. I mean, no, that's one thing that's <clears throat> great about this film is that the way they have managed to connect everyone. Yeah. And and uh, not with characters you would originally think would would end up going off together. It's like it's a Star Trek Beyond uh, thing where you yeah. pair up the ones who don't usually get paired up. Yes, that's right. That's right. And it just uh, it just does it phenomenally well. The relationship between Peter Quill and uh, Ego, Kurt Russell, and Chris Pratt. Yeah. They, first of all, they look like father and son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do, and they have this amazing chemistry together. And that whole thing of you know like wanting to know who your dad is and searching for your dad, and they're like. The way that they sort of set up what you think is going to be this great reunion that turns out to be just anything Not, but yeah. <laughs> is really, really nicely done. And, and, and in the scenes where you do see Ego the planet, like the planet. When they pull out during that final out, sequence and it's the face on yeah, the planet. It's I'm the like, face of the planet. It's like, holy shit. No, they went there. I mean, that's what's great about Guardians is that it is so comic booky. Yeah, it's There's, so colorful. It's so colorful. Ego, fucking Howard the Duck, the Watchers. All the Ravagers are like super interesting looking and bizarre colors on them and everything. And they all get finally murdered by Yondu. I was slightly worried. That scene, I was watching it. And there's a scene where like Yondu is just letting his arrow rip through his ship. Killing all the guys who double crossed him. Yeah. Although Taserface, Taserface didn't quite work for me. Taserface was, it was amusing, but yeah. it was never more than amusing. Yeah, but, I mean, but, even when he calls the Sovereign, you know, you know, but, and they're like giggling at him, I was like, you just undercut his threat, that's not right. I know, I know, but the thing is, is that when you've, it's one of those movies that it's just one fucking gag after another. Yeah. Not all of them are going to land. The same way with the Lego Batman movie, it's like, there's some amazing gags in there, but because, lot, there, this, but because, but because there's so many, yeah. only like 70% of them work, you know what I mean? Mm. But um, there's a scene where the arrow is going. They have like the Milano style ship in the hangar, yeah. And the arrow just cuts through the chain and it lands on like six guys. And I visibly, I actually went, "Ooh," because <laughs> just like, "Fuck, that's rough. That's like nasty." Ah. Like we should also talk about Kurt Russell's uh, porcelain hall of boning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes that. I've heard again. That got I, some laughs. I that wish. I laughs. wish I could, um, you know, say I came up with this, but someone else pointed out like. Of course, he's shown this to everyone else. Yes. All the other children he has sired yeah, that yeah, he yeah, wants yeah, yeah. to take over the power. And it's, it's a nice touch as well. He's a celestial and he's not the type of celestial you're used to seeing, which is the giant armored dudes from like... You no have ways. to appreciate... Yeah, and like it's like, something new still for you. Exactly. Like exactly. Ego being a celestial... Ego, is Ego a bad guy in the comics? I don't think so. I'm, the, I'm, I'm always thinking of Mogo and Ego. No, he's, he's not like... He's not bad like, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, in the comics, Ego is not Peter Quill's dad. No, he's not. Yeah. I mean, it's Jason of Sparta, who's an equally big dickhead. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I did. I did. Literally. Yeah. He's like a huge dick that's just, <laughs> just gone through the entire galaxy. <laughs> no, he isn't. Um, but uh, I did think Peter Quill was, I th- thought um, Chris Pratt was slightly sidelined. A little bit. Like, I thought that the others got more to do this time around. I mean, the first no, movie no, was no, very no. much it's, his. It's, it's, the first movie was very much his, but I don't think he got sidelined. I think the, the whole thing is is that when you compare him to the other characters, I don't think he got sidelined as much as Gamora. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the, the whole Nebula thing, Gamora yeah. didn't really have a whole lot to do. No. But, but I, she did get to pick up a fucking gun and carry it in her shoulder yeah. and blow the crap out of a yeah. ship. That was cool. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, in terms of uh, all of the characters, like, she's probably the least jokey one. And yeah. as a result, when, you're, when you've got a film that's, where there's this many gags, she, I think he suffered the most. Yeah. Uh, with Peter Quill, I don't think he got sidelined so much as that when you look at the other characters... They get to do cooler stuff. They just, they're, they're just more colorful and they have more of an opportunity to have the gags. Yeah. Whereas with the Peter Quill storyline, you had the whole thing with him and Ego and, and, you know, and, and that whole father-son relationship. There wasn't a whole lot of... And he, gets, he has to do the petulant thing where he's siding with his dad or yeah, his friend. Yeah, exactly. I, and although it's exactly. a beautiful, again, another great It's kind like, of, I mean, this was, this was kind of uh, Peter Quill's Luke Walker movie. Yeah. And there is a there is a great moment which ties in on lots of the comics I used to read. I I, I read the Captain Marvel version, not the female Captain Mar- Marvel, but the old Janice Vell, I think it was, mm-hmm. where he smashed them together. He would switch with Rick Jones. Mm-hmm. Rick Jones, bitch. Rick, I'm Rick Jones, <laughs> Hold my drink, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a thing there that he got cosmic awareness, which meant he was aware of everything going on in the universe. He was aware of everything going on in the universe, and as a result, it drove him mad. Mm-hmm. So he ended, he ended up like killing in the Marvel universe. There's a like entropy is a person, same way death is. Yeah. He ended up killing entropy and becoming like the universe, and then Rick Jones fucking sort him straight. <laughs> but the way they did that in the comics, this is mid nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Didn't sell very well. It was his eyes were stars. Yeah, I haven't seen this. I haven't read this. Yeah, his eyes were stars. And that moment where Preter ties into the thing yeah, and he yeah, sees yeah, everything, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is the Marvel cosmic awareness. It's the stuff that, and I think, so, I, I read somewhere that that ties into something else they've done somewhere else as well. All right. Might have done it in another one movie where that kind of look. And I thought that, that's a beautiful way. To, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Baby Groot. <laughs> Baby Groot? Don't rush the show, man. It's, it's, you gotta, you gotta, it's like a souffle. You gotta wait for it to rise. I can, I can edit them out. No, you can't. <laughs> They're talking over us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shield's double front, we're all good. So, I was worried slightly that Baby Groot was going to overpower the movie slightly because it's 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 an Ewok just from the trailers from the trailers yeah um, actually no I, I never really got that fear from the trailers mm-hmm. I thought that he was used pretty sparingly I mean if there was any concern it's just like you know you trying to sell some toys like a like a yeah. like a different kind of toy you're yeah. trying to sell us here and and I'm sure that factors into it because it's fucking Disney. But I, I did not feel that he overwhelmed the film at all. I, I really liked how he was being used. Like when, when Yondu's asking him to get like his fucking... His fin. His fucking fin. And like, and it's he's not bringing a fin, all, it's a desk. He's bringing a fucking desk. You know, that, that's funny shit. That's what I mean. They counterpointed his cuteness by the fact that he is dumb as a bag of hammers. And it's great, like that post-credit sequence where he's a fucking... Teenager. He's a fucking teenager. Like, like Kevin and Perry. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's like, clean up your room. He's like, mm, I'm brute. He says it, right? He's like, yeah, I'm yeah, brute. I'm brute. But he's just, he's so dumb and he's also vindictive as hell. Like, he is a two year old. Yeah. There's a point where when they do escape the, the Ravagers and Yondu's killing them all, he goes after that one guy that who poured one guy. beer on him yeah, and yeah. just straight up murders him. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what two year olds do if they could pick you up. They would murder it's the like, people who annoy them. Ah! <laughs> yeah, his squealing is That's Vin Diesel doing that. An easy paycheck. And that, that joke from the trailers works excessively well. I mean, him dancing to Mr. Blue Sky was fantastic. Yeah, beautifully. The way they use the chain. So I never realized, I'm an idiot. 
I'm gonna get shit for this, but Fleetwood Max the Chain. Mm-hmm. I had never heard it before. Like I knew, I didn't know it was the Top Gun theme. No, not Top Gun, Top Gear. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard the beginning of it. So I thought I, I said I said I'm recorded on air on BFM as being an idiot, saying like, oh, at the beginning, I think the end of the tune, the do 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 do. But the beginning, the tune they used was was crap. And Uma corrected me. He's like, no, that's the chain, you moron. <laughs> Having that in the trailers, and they use it. You see, I wouldn't do any review with Uma without reading a whole bunch of shit. Well, that's it. I did. I hadn't listened to any shit because <laughs> I no. I stayed away from the set list of the songs before oh, right, going right, in because right. I wanted to go in clean. Right. And they use the chain, I think, twice. And the second mm. time they use it is like around the Yondu stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. And that moment is for a, that's a song that hasn't been used in a movie ever. Yeah. And it is the perfect use of that, and the use of brandy. Yeah, no, is, no, it's really good. It's so clever. And even my girlfriend is not a big fan. I don't think she's seen the first one. We're going to go see it tomorrow. And she was like, I really like that song with the raccoon in the woods. He's listening to the radio mm-hmm. and it's just the music playing. He has all the traps for the Ravagers set. Yeah. And she loved that. And I was like, yeah, I listened, I listened to that soundtrack so much now. And it all works so well together. Again, this is one of the few films, not just a Marvel movie, but any movie where the soundtrack oh. has really... Don't do that. Yeah, okay, keep going. From what part? Just the soundtrack is really well. Yeah, I mean, not just from any Marvel movie, but any but any movie. It's one of the best uses of songs in in ages. Yeah, you know where it's not just about okay, we're gonna put this song in here because we want you to know what the character's feeling. Yeah, you know, like it actually does. It actually is. It's part of the character development, and that is something that is pretty rare. Yeah, and um, and most of it's diegetic as well, like because like. They kind of get through it. They jump through some hoops to get Craglin's. Like, y'all got any of that Peter Quill music around here? Craglin's great. I think Sean Gunn. Yeah. Is he in? Um, like Sean Gunn. Is he in Silicon Valley or something? He's in some TV show. I heard him mention. Someone mentioned he's in it as well. I'm not too sure. I mean, I think he's 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 great. And the scene with him and Drax at the end. Very nice. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the fucking with the, the, and with, it, the with the arrow with the arrow. It's like a spoiler cast where he like fucking yeah, yeah. stabs him with the arrow. Yeah, and like and Drax ah, is doing the great ah, screaming, ah. and he just like hangs around for a bit, and then like there's the comedy shuffle off off. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Yeah. So we had what we had setting up Adam Warlock. We had the original Guardians getting together. We had baby, uh, teenage group. Yeah. Uh, what was the other ones? I can't remember. Yeah. We had this problem after the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there was, there was, there was so many. I mean, and the credits themselves. Oh, and was it Sandu Hasselfras? Yeah, yeah. yeah Michael Hass- right. David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah. Like at one point, out. Kurt Russell turns yeah, into yeah. David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, and that's it's a like, genius joke. Brilliant. It's his best performance since the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Since the dodgeball movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was. You know, he was training the German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he sings the song at the end as well. Yeah, the yeah, credit- yeah. Okay, so the credits they have, like, even Jeff Goldblum turns up the credits. Have you seen that? Yes. There's yes. a moment where like, they have the characters dancing and it's very cool. There's a guy in a blue shirt dancing on the left. I don't know if it's Vin Diesel. I need to see. The- I'll-, I'll check it out tomorrow when I see it again. But, like, there's someone just in, like, normal clothes mm-hmm. in one of the circles on the left-hand side of the screen dancing. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I didn't notice that. You should check that out. Yeah. And though, I mean, the credits are littered with it's just it's it's so much fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think I think it's it's it couldn't recapture the novelty of the first one. Yeah. So that was a little bit against it. And I said I thought it's a, it's a, it's a bit bitty, but those high points are super high points. Yeah. We talk about talk about it now is reignited. When I when I wrote my review for the Hype Geek, I was a little bit yeah. It's not it's the same score I think I get, uh, as I would give Guardians if I'd written a review for them. Like it's not going beyond it. 
Right. Which is it, which is a problem for sequels, you know. Yeah. But I still think that I thought was, I I thought it was a great sequel. Tremendously enjoyable. Yeah. Hopefully you found this podcast tremendously enjoyable. If you did, or if you didn't, please let us know your thoughts at podcast at mcgappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcgappenfries.com. Or leave us a review on uh, iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter at mcgappenfries, and you can find me on at mcnastyprime. Uh, Twitter, I'm at gavyap. Instagram, I am at gavyap77. And you're a fine girl. Thank you.